What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, Hip Hop Unpackaged. I am your host, MC Tech. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about who had a bigger influence, NWA or Wu-Tang Clan, or who had or who has more influence. And this is a debate. This is a debate that I was supposed to have somebody on for, but I didn't have time to really, you know, schedule them coming in or anything like that. So I'm going to be talking about that today. Um, Who had more influence, NWA or Wu-Tang? Now, this isn't a debate of who's better or who, you know, who is stylistically better or who might have excelled more. This is, no, this is about who had the bigger influence on everybody. Who was the group that you know, really introduced a new style of hip-hop and brought it to the mainstream? Who was the group that really made people want to be involved in hip-hop and listen to hip-hop music more? Like, this is a debate bigger than anything probably we've ever talked about, you know what I mean? So, that's one of the reasons I'm excited to talk about today. Now, we can start talking about this by talking about maybe... Um, NWA now because NWA had less albums let's talk about NWA first um, so NWA um, was a group who began in the mid 80s now all the uh, rappers from NWA came from their own groups at the time Ice Cube coming from CIA uh, Easy e coming from HBO and, um, Dr. Dre coming from, uh, I forget the name of his group, hold on, I'm trying to find the name of Dre's group, I forget the name of Dre's group, alright, whatever, we're just gonna go on, uh, yeah, so NWA started out as sort of a just a typical hip-hop group, you know, nothing amazing, nothing special, and they were just, they were just kind of lost in the mix due to that, you know what I mean, um, they were, they were a hip-hop group, they were from Los Angeles, California, they were the earliest and most significant popularizers and controversial figures of gangster rap subculture, and were widely considered one of the greatest and most influential groups in the history of hip-hop music, um, the, ki- the group consisted of Arabian Prince, DJ Yella, Dr. Dre, Easy e Ice Cube, and MC Ren. Um, they were active from 1986 to 1991, and they endured a lot of controversy only to their music's explicit lyrics, and a lot of them were viewed to be disrespectful to women, disrespectful to women, and it had a lot of glorification to drugs and crime. It was banned from many mainstream American radio stations, and in spite of this, the group has sold over 10 million units in the United States alone. Um, A lot of their music talked about their own experiences from racism and excessive policing, and the group made inherently political music just out of their personal experience. You know, they weren't taking it from other other people's sort of experiences they, these were their own experiences and they 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 had experience with them you know they they knew what was going on and they were the right people to speak on these issues you know 
they were known they were known for having a deep hatred of the police system and that's one of the reasons that they sparked a lot of controversy um originally in 1986 when they first formed it it consisted of arabian prince dr dre ZE, and ice cube and um dj yella and mc ren joined later and then um arabian prince left shortly after the uh the release of straight out of compton straight out of compton came out in 1988 that is their highest selling record to date and it is considered a hip-hop classic now one of my favorite albums of all time as well um, I, I don't think there are any skippable tracks off Trade Out of Compton. I think maybe if there were skippable tracks, maybe it was an interlude or something like that, but I'd have to go back and look. Um, Ice Cube left later after the release of Straight Out of Compton in 1989. And then, so Eazy-E, Ice Cube, MC and Dr. Dre um, became platinum-selling solo artists in the 90s. So they, they kind of did the same thing as Wu-Tang. But in a different manner, um, since Ice Cube left, they kind of disbanded as a group and began solo careers, you know, kind of doing their own thing. Um, their, their album, Straight Outta Compton, it marked the beginning of the new gangster rap era, and the production and social commentary in their lyrics were revolutionary within the genre. And then their second album, which I can't say the name for, Blank for Life, it would be the first hardcore rap album to debut at number one on the Billboard 200 sales charts, and it was consisted of just um, Easy e MC Ren, Dr. Dre, and DJ Yella. It was just the four of them instead of Ice Cube being in it. And that album is also one of my favorite albums, and I think I liked it more than the Trey Out of Compton just because it had a darker atmosphere, um, I'd have to say. But I did like that album. Uh, I'd, say, I'd say a little bit better than, you know, Shia Compton. But Rolling Stone ranked NWA number 83 on their list of 100 greatest artists of all time. In 2016, the group was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame following three previous nominations. The group was assembled by Eazy-E, who, was, who at the time had co-founded Ruthless Records with Jerry Heller and... Easy e saw an introduction uh, to Steve Yano. Although initially rebuffed, Yano was impressed by Easy es persistence and arranged a meeting with Dr. Dre. NWA consisted of Easy e and Dr. Dre. Together with fellow producer Arabian Prince and Ice Cube were added to the roster after he had started out as a rapper for the group CIA. And then D- Dre would later bring DJ Yella on board as well. Now, they went on to have, like I said, they went on to have solo careers and later disbanded, were constantly running into controversy, and their two albums, they only had two albums together as a group, and even their second one did not have Ice Cube in it, so, but those two albums still managed to sell a lot of records, and they made a lot of impact, and, you know, it's, it this one could be hard, this debate could be hard, and, uh, look at a picture right now, of NWA and there's a pit and Kendrick Lamar is in it. That's interesting. Um so let's go. Now we're gonna be talking about the Wu Tang clan. Now the Wu Tang clan is a little different because they had more members. Now I don't know if this will alter our discussion in any way, but may it could possibly. 
Now, if you don't know who Wu-Tang Clan is, I'm going to say who they are, but seriously, if you don't know who Wu-Tang are, you should not be on this podcast, but it's alright if you don't know either. I'm not, I'm not excluding anybody if, if that is the case, but it says, Wu- so Wu-Tang Clan is an American hip-hop group from Staten Island, New York City. They, it was originally composed of East Coast rappers RZA, Giselle, Dirty Bastard, Method Man, Raekwon, Ghostface Killer, Inspector Deck, You Got It, Master Killer, and longtime collaborator Capadona became an official member in 2007. Now, the Wu-Tang Clan has released four gold and platinum studio albums. Its 1993 debut album, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, is considered one of the greatest albums in hip-hop history. Wu-Tang Clan has introduced and launched the careers of a number of affiliated artists and groups collectively known as the Wu-Tang Killer Bees and has been described as one of the most influential hip-hop groups of all time. And in 2008, about ranked them the number one greatest hip-hop group of all time. Chris X of Rolling Stone called Wu-Tang Clan the best rap group ever. And in 2004, NME hailed them as one of the most influential groups of the last 10 years. Now, the Wu-Tang Clan assembled in the early 90s with RZA as the de facto leader in the group's producer. RZA was formerly known as Prince Rakim. And he had a solo career with his music being incredibly different and more mainstream sounding. Now, th- now he did later become a producer and a rapper. Um, met the man, met RZA in 1990 after hearing a tape the producer produced as Prince Rakim, like I just said, Prince Rakim. Um, RZA and Old Dirty Bastard adopted the name for the group after the film Shaolin and Wu-Tang. Their debut album loosely adopted a Shaolin versus Wu-Tang theme, dividing the album into Shaolin and Wu-Tang sections. The group developed backronyms for the name as hip-hop pioneers such as KRS-One and Big Daddy Kane did with their names, including We Usually Take All Blank Garments, Woody Unpredictable Talent and Natural Game, and Wisdom of the Universe and the Truth of Allah for the Nation of the Gods. Now, in 1992-1996, Enter the Wu-Tang happened and their solo albums happened. And in 1993, following the release of their independent single, Protection Neck, which immediately gave the group a sizable underground following after their uh, tour with Cat New and Cypress Hill, there was some difficulty in finding a record label that would sign the Wu-Tang Clan while still allowing each member to record solo albums with other labels. Loud and RCA finally agreed, releasing their debut album, Enter the Wu-Tang, in, in 1993, November 1993. This album turned out to be critically acclaimed and to date is regarded as one of the greatest hip-hop slash rap albums ever made. Now, now this album is a incredibly ins- inspirational album for me, too, myself. Uh, I A lot of my musical style is a lot of the same as the Wu-Tang Clan, and that's where I kind of get my inspiration to make music from. Um, I, I also love their album Iron Flag. Wu-Tang Forever, you know what I mean, and sadly, as the group progressed, you know, Old Dirty Bastard kind of disconnected from the group with his problems with legal troubles and everything and all that happened, it says here, following Wu-Tang Forever, the focus of the Wu-Tang Empire largely shifted to promoting of emerging affiliated artists, the group's close associate Capadona followed the group project with March of 1998. Plage. Soon after, Killer Priest and the close associate of the clan released Heavy Mental to great critical, critical acclaim. Affiliated groups Sons of Man and Kill Army also released well-received albums following by Wu-Tang, Killer Bees, The Swarm, 
a compilation album showcasing these and more Wu affiliated artists and including new solo tracks from the group members themselves. The Swarm sold well and was certified gold. Now, as their careers, as the Wu Tang's career went on, you know, their longtime collaborators continued to make music with them and they started joining. Like, Capadonna was a longtime collaborator and he joined the group, which is smart, in my opinion, because, you know, if you're spending that much time around a group like the Wu Tang Clan, it would be a pretty good idea to probably join them because you go you go along with them anyway so it's like you basically are a member like it's i think that's what he was realizing old dirty bastard's career in wu-tang clan was marked by erratic behavior and at the 1998 grammy awards he protested the clan's loss to puff daddy and he interrupted sean colvin's such a speech for her song of the year award and he said, Wu-Tang is for the children. He died in 2004. And uh, I feel like Old Dirty Bastard was the real spirit of the Wu-Tang Clan. He was the, he was the man who really gave Wu, the Wu-Tang Clan its sound. Like He was like the just erratic style dude. But the sad part about it was he was actually erratic. Like he was crazy. Now, his album, Return to the 36 Chambers, um is one of my favorite albums ever it's one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time in my opinion um yeah just i just love it it's it's great wu-tang is great wu-tang is forever um now if we're talking about their sales they've sold a lot of albums man they they had crazy influence they they sold a lot a lot i i didn't actually realize they sold this much they they've sold. Let me see. Let me see the exact numbers. Can't find the exact numbers. Hold on. But their albums: Enter the Wu Tang, Wu Tang Forever, The Wu, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, Iron Flag, Up There Tomorrow, Eight Diagrams, The Sting, uh, Saga Continues. Um, Killabee's Attack. All, all these albums, great albums, but N.W.A. only had their two albums. This is like a Tupac and Biggie type situation, because Biggie had two albums that were great, but but Tupac had more good albums because he had made more albums. If Biggie had made more albums, he probably would have made more good albums. This is one of those. This is one of those debates again. It's it's kind. Of, it's this is gonna be hard to settle, really hard to settle. But I'm trying to think about it with an open mind, and I'm and I'm trying to see, come to a conclusion here. Uh, I think if we're being smart here. Uh, hold up, guys. Hold up one second. Now, I'm going to bring this with me hold on i'm no longer at the recording station but i am going to i have actually if you've ever been to the studio you know what it looks like and i actually have a whole thing of cds right here do i even have any pock albums she don't have any pock albums i don't 
I don't have any Wu-Tang on CD in here, actually, either. I don't have any Wu-Tang albums in here. I don't even have any NWA albums in here. Yeah, I only have... Yeah, I only have my other stuff. Uh... I have my pad here, my, my beat pad. Yeah. I, I was gonna look for something to see if I could point out the tracks by looking at the back, but I actually don't have any of the albums in here. Um, but it, 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 this is this is also another man. These debates, bro. You can't make a podcast out of these, or else the podcast would be like two hours long. Um, Wu Tang, man. Wu Tang, but Wu Tang's there's exchange track. You know, I think I've come to a conclusion. I think Wu-Tang wins this one just due to the fact that they had more albums. In WA, they only had two albums. And it's, it's I don't think it's enough to really judge them. Like, it's not enough. You can't call Biggie the GOAT because he only had two albums. So you can't judge him from those two albums. Like, it's it's just not enough to judge an artist by is their, when their body of work is so... When they have only a short amount of bodies of work, you know? Uh, so I'd have to give that to Wu-Tang Clan, guys. Wu-Tang Clan has won. Wu-Tang is forever, I guess. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. I will see you on the next one. And peace out. This has been Hip Hop Compaction with MC Tech. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Peace. Wu-Tang forever.